0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Organifi, the world's best superfoods company. Visit Organifi.com and use coupon code SOBERLIFE at checkout for 15% off your entire order. What up, bro? bro Yo, what's up, Bri-Bri? Back at it. Yes, sir. Taking off. We are here. X's and O's, baby. Dot your I's and cross your T's. Let's go all the way. Let's get it. We got a special guest with us. What? Who do we got? Who do we got?
1: We got the one and the only Chris Bigger in the house.
0: What's up, y'all? Yo. Chris, what's up, brother? What is
2: good? Uh, same shit, different toilet, guys. <laughs> 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 okay. Hell
0: yeah, Chris. Yeah. you are on the sober life audio experience yeah this is a this is a different experience I've never been on anything like this before actually to be
2: honest yeah well, cool to have you dude
1: yeah you're here now and we're ready to get it let's do it so before we start any episode with a guest we'd like to start with three very special questions Brian
0: question number one Chris oh.
1: dun, dun, dun. what is your
0: vision? In life, or just today, or what is your overall? What is your vision? What
1: is your vision?
2: What uh, is your vision? Chris? I guess just continue on with what I'm trying to do with the help of you guys. Just keep on keeping on and trying to keep sober and just kind of better my life. Okay. Okay. I've never really yeah. been a, a sober adult per se, so I guess this is all new to me, and uh, just keep
1: doing what I'm doing. Right. Word. Word. Well, you're in the right place. Thank you. No doubt about that. Question number 2. Two. Chris, what do you love? love? What do you love? Oh.
2: What do you love? A lot of things. To be honest, <clears throat> I just love life in general, dude. I love this earth. Like I love everything it has to offer and I just love like being alive every day, being sober, and I just can't ask for anything better.
1: Damn. Okay. I can dig it. That's what's up. I can dig it. Yeah. Dear you know day. Huh? (laughs) Question number three, Chris. Yeah. One book that has greatly influenced or impacted your life. Ooh. What is it?
2: Damn, that's a good one. Um, to be honest, like, well, it's a tie between two, like The Great Gatsby and like, uh yeah, I forget the name of it. What's that one book where the, the, the a bunch of kids are on like an island? And uh, uh Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah there's a lot in those books that kind of like portray to like my life and like life in general and how it keeps like me going every day and kind of there's a lot of drawbacks in those books that kind of r- influence my life and uh, I can look back on and it, it kind of helps me with my daily struggles. Interesting. What, uh, a- yeah, what
0: has you interested in the in those books? Like, oh, well, The
2: Lord of the Flies, like that one's kind of interesting. That there's a bunch of kids that get stranded on an island and they have to kind of fend for themselves and figure out how to live life every day. And after a while, there's not really enough nutrients or food for them to like kind of eat, so they kind of turn on each other. And that, to me, kind of y- you look at it on life and how everyone kind of just battles against each other for either a turf or for, like some <clears throat> s- excuse me some some bullshit like that, you know, like right, right. Just some, some stupid crap that people shouldn't be battling against, and and that right. to me is is a huge thing on life. Like, yeah, you know, we all just need to take a step back and just take a breather and just stop, yeah. worrying about sentimental crap that like shouldn't be like ground or like a house or like this is my turf, you know, and like shit yeah, like that so. It's just, it's a huge, huge thing that a lot of people just look at it as a book when they should look at it as a life experience.
1: <clears throat> yeah, man, that's profound. I remember reading that book. I think we all read it in high school, right? Yes. It was like a, one of those high school required yes. books. I didn't read it. Of course you didn't, Brian. No <laughs> no surprise there. But I remember reading that book and being like traumatized by it and being like, wow, like this has got to be like the worst fiction I've ever read. And then as I grew up, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like this is real. This is based on reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, go figure. Thank you. Yeah, Chris, That's... we're we're happy to have you on. And
0: yeah, have it's, beer. it's amazing to have you. This is um, this
1: is kind of a cool experience, right, Brian?
0: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, let the listeners know, give us a little bit about your background, context, who how, you are, maybe why who are you, you are, how old you are, where you from. Oh, man, I don't what think we got, got enough time for that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> no, hey,
1: give uh, us the, the bullet points.
2: Yeah, so basically, uh, I'm Chris Beger. I'm, I'm 30. Uh, I've been using for about 14, 15 years now. Uh, I've been running pretty hard. Today, using, or, using what? Uh, I've been using, like, shit, dude, I'm a drug dumpster. I've been using anything under the sun, but, but I've been running hard with a bunch of heroin and meth. Um, mm I just turned 30 on June 26th, and that's the very first day of my sobriety. And that's the actual first day I've ever tried to go in sobriety. I, I've tried to get clean once or twice here or there, just like quitting cold turkey, and that's lasted maybe 24, 48 hours. Right. But right. Uh, th- this is actually today. Um, I have a little over 100 days, and it's. it's
1: yeah. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. That's Hallelujah. big. Yeah. I spit You said you've been doing drugs and running that lifestyle for, what, 15 years? About 15 years, yeah. And today is the first time in your life you've had 100 days sober. Yeah. Yeah, today's wow. the
2: first day in my life that I've ever had anything close to it. anything over 48 hours, let's say, actually. Wow. Yeah. And 48 hours, that's because I couldn't find my sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Damn. But I never really tried to get sober. So, yeah, heroin and meth has is, is usually been my thing, so... Damn! Well, congrats, yeah. man. Thanks. Thank you for being here. Like, oh,
1: yeah. so, give us like your background, man. Yeah, like, man. what's your deal? Why are you here?
2: Uh well, I'm here because because of you guys. To be honest, like, I couldn't I couldn't be sober today if it wasn't for you guys. And I I, I greatly appreciate everything you guys have done for me. And I, I can't I can't I can't tell you guys how how grateful I am for you guys. And I, I literally I went into a program uh, an inpatient, and I I I had a Pretty shitty relationship. She, uh, the girl, broke up with me in my treatment program, and I was mm. literally going to come home and just get right back on the train, you know, like right. just keep doing it. But I, uh, I met you guys like literally the day I got back, like the day after I got back. Right. And since then, it's just been it's just been raising towards the sky, man. And I, I don't want to go back. Nice. And you guys, you guys keep me motivated, and you guys keep me like pointing in the right direction, and you guys help me with all the help that I, I really need. And it, it, there's so much work that we put in. I mean, sometimes it's like, it's just like homies hanging, but like I look back at it and, and there's a lot of key factors in the days that we hang out that right. like, there's so much shit that we do that it's actually working towards sobriety. Yeah, right? right. And you don't think about that until you actually sit down and you're like, Oh
0: damn.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, like it wasn't just kicking it that day. We didn't just go out to lunch. We didn't just like shoot the shit. We actually like have been doing work. Yep. Yeah, and ever since then, dude, it's just been, it's been a great day every day that
0: I wake up and I have you guys on my team. Hell yeah, well, baby. we appreciate
1: you, man. Yeah, thank you.
0: That's, that's what's up, man. Let's, yeah. let's get into, uh, like, why, why did you, why, why do you even need to be sober, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what, was drug and alcohol an issue with you? Yeah. No, nah, it was never an issue. I never had an issue. I was always high. I was
2: happy. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the rest of my life sucked ass. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it it never was like in my mind. It never was an issue. Um, I mean, as long as I I had my Zag and I was high, I I was cool. Yeah. You know. But yeah. Then that then you start to grow up and you're like, well, damn, you know, like that ain't cool. You know, I don't have a job. Like now I'm homeless. You know, my family hates me. Right. Like, shit. You know, like so you you start to think about all this crap as like you get deeper and deeper into your addiction, and then you really you really realize, like, a
0: huge slap in the face is like, dude, you need to wake the hell up. You need to start mm-hmm. growing up. But what were some of those moments for yeah. you? Like, what were some of the moments, oh, like, some of the pinpoints? What point- happened, like, man? Some of the pinpoints when you were like, Buh. Give us a yeah. lowdown on those dark moments.
2: My dad, um, my dad got real sick the last five years of his life, <clears throat> and that kind of, like, I moved back home, and I just trying to help him out, like, help my mom and my dad out, and uh, slowly watching him, like, go downhill, like, kind of ruined me a little bit, and then one day I woke up, and he blew his brains out in my backyard, and I had to find him, (laughs) I'm the one that found him, so that kind of ruined me, like, substantially, you know, like, that drove me, like, straight in the like into the dirt just like wow just hardcore hitting it dude i was i was smoking like an eighth a day like a, like a ball a day of heroin and like probably smoking like a couple of grams of white like all day you know and just i i had like six grand saved up in the bank and like just blew blew through it all and wow. that, that was, i can't imagine that was one of the main things dude like that really fucked me up and like every time i blinked for like two months straight that's all i saw and like they, i couldn't get that shit out of my Oof. brain and even to today like I still struggle with that I'll have a dream that like it's a recurring dream it's the same exact dream that I have <clears throat> and it has it's just, there's nothing different about it like even to today I I just had it like a couple weeks ago actually it's like on my dad and like some weird shit happens but yeah, I always wake up at the same exact time so like that was really hard for me trying to sleep and right. I was literally like a damn zombie dude like yeah. I looked horrible I lost, like, 18 pounds. I didn't have 18 pounds to lose, dude. Yeah, I you're mean, not right. the biggest guy. No, dude. I yeah. mean, right now, I weigh 145 pounds, and that's the most I've ever weighed. But, like, at that point in time, I was, like, 126, 127. Wow. Lost pounds. Just because I wasn't eating and not sleeping, right. dude. Yeah. I looked horrible. Yeah. I literally looked like a walking corpse, dude. Yeah. So that was one of the main things that just destroyed me and just, like, made me realize after, like, almost a full year, just – Driving hard into my addiction, that I need to straighten my shit out. It
1: sounds like you you were like total self destructive mode.
2: Yeah, dude, I didn't really give two shits if I died or or if I lived. But like, I ain't got no family, dude. Like, I got a mom, one real grandma, one real grandpa, and a step grandpa, and like, I got a step aunt and a step uncle. But like, my mom is what really made me like want to better myself and made me want to stay on this earth. Because what about like, her? She's a, she, she's my rock, man. She's all I got. Yeah, Like she's always been there. She Like my dad was pretty abusive and uh, she's the one that made me really want to be a better person because she's <clears throat> she's always been there for me. And she's always like, no matter how hard it was between my, me and my dad or like at home with me and my mom right. and dad and how abusive he was, like anytime there was a few seconds that my mom could sneak in, she'd always check to me to make sure I was all right. You know, so right. my mom has always been there. And my mom's always she's been like, you back. yeah, dude. Yeah. she's was, my uh, best friend.
0: Was your, was your using drugs and drinking, was that affecting your relationship with her?
2: Yeah, it was. <clears throat> and, uh, a little after my dad died, um, or I uh, committed suicide, I just say he dies, easy yeah. on me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. after he, after he passed, um, my mom, she kind of let me run my course and uh, I don't know if that was a better thing or a, a worse thing, you know, cause she, she's had her problems too. And, uh, she just let me run my course because I I think in her mind she didn't want to kind of control me, but she okay. wanted me to just get my shit out of my system, and then I don't think she realized what I was really on. Right. And then like it just got worse and worse and worse, and then it was it, heroin's too hard to turn around and come back from. You right. know, like once once it's got you, it's got you. Yeah. So does.
1: so you were hooked.
2: Yeah, I was I was fucking and on the run. Your life, your whole world.
1: Probably seemed like it was all on
2: fire, Uh, dude. It was past on fire, dude. It it had been like on fire for a minute, and it had just started to crumble at that point. Mm. And uh, there was point in times that she just would walk in my room, just let me know dinner's ready or some shit, you know, just say hi. And I'm hitting the foil, you know, and just like it got to the point to where she just didn't really, not that she didn't give a damn, it's just she she didn't want to say nothing because like it had already been obvious that I've been using, you know, right she just kind of let me do my thing and then and then after about a year of that she she started trying to step in trying to tell me hey like you know this shit ain't right you know you need to kind of better yourself and i didn't want to tell her but like listen mom like i can't do that you know right uh, it's not that easy
1: yeah i just i want to take a second man because this is your experience right now it it's super fresh too this yeah. this was like 100 days ago mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and there might be some people listening out here that need to hear this is that like your mom started to intervene yeah. on what was going on? You yeah. felt like it was too late.
2: Yeah, I did. I, I felt like it may have been too late, but at the point in time, like it, it's never, it's never too late right. to intervene. It, if you have a kid, or if you have a son or a daughter, and you're a parent, it's never too late to start trying to intervene and tell them, like, hey, listen, your your shit's getting too bad. But you know, it's it is. It is a it it is a key thing that you need to always be there, and even if it's day one of them using, it, you don't want to try and see. see Addiction is kind of screwed up, dude. You, you don't want to try and tell them like, listen, like you shouldn't be doing this. Like you you should right. you need to do this, but at the same time, you do. It's it's yeah, it's a it's an in and out, you know, like it's, it's a, a, it's double a very, edged sword. exactly it's yeah. a very contradictive thing because like if you want to tell them like no, you can't be doing this, that is the right thing to do, but it's the wrong thing to do because now. It's like the kid that you might is, push them further exactly, away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, telling them they're grounded or they can't have a cookie. You know, same shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's typically it's not always about giving. That's the question. It's when and how. Exactly. When and how. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. something that's individualized to each situation.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, I think it's important to to understand for parents that are listening that, like, whether it be a small interruption or a large intervention that yes. takes place in your loved one's life it doesn't matter how big just continue exactly right? be consistent yeah in it. yeah because it sounds like in your experience that for for a while she was trying to you know be of help of yeah. service and get you help and at the beginning
0: it was you weren't responsive Yeah. yeah. but eventually over time yeah you yeah. took that help so what ended up happening yeah like your mom's kind of tripping out and then you're like also in your own downward spiral like what what ended up being some of the bigger straws that finally broke the um, camel's back
2: she she wasn't really tripping out Dude, my mom really doesn't trip out bro like my mom's pretty laid back She she's a cool lady it's just she i, I saw that it was really starting to hurt her you mm. know physically and like emotionally and it was really yeah. starting to take a toll on it and like it, it got to the point to where like i heard like from some neighbors and stuff like that that she was worried she's gonna to go to work one day and she's gonna come back and the whole house is sold or like everything in the house is gonna be gone, you know? And that right. like, yeah. sucks, dude. Yeah. That sucks to have that feeling of your own like mom like terrified to leave the damn house. Yeah. So yeah. I mean it it's kinda it's kinda shitty that like that your mom like really is terrified that your her own son's gonna like like not rob the house but like sell everything just in right. a sack, you know? Yeah. And she's she's not in a position to really just give me money just to like make sure that don't happen so so what'd you do so basically like (laughs) i I was high one night and i was worried about trying to get a sack and uh i i jacked some shit from my neighbor and uh it got me arrested and um basically i was in jail and um the the, like two days after i got out of jail i I think i did like was two days in jail like two days after i got out like I I just I decided I I I'm tired of this damn place, dude. I can't keep going to jail, dude. I hate that place, dude. <laughs> place sucks. So I just did not want to go back again. So right. I, I just said screw it, dude. And I uh I called a place um up in Encinitas, an inpatient program and uh right. Sheridan Gardens and they, they actually helped me get get through the detox program and uh literally like I got so lucky it was like it was like fate, dude, like to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I called and lucky, luckily enough, the next day, they did a freaking intake, and I was in there, like, literally wow. less than 24 hours after. And, yeah. yeah, and that that hardly ever happens, like, yeah. as far as I'm heard. Right. You know, like, yeah. I, I've never really heard of anybody, like, in, in less than a week being able to get into an inpatient program right. and just, like, staying there, you know? Yeah, and, right. So I was originally just going to do the detox, and then my grandparents, like, and I talked, and it was going to be better if I did 30 days. So I, I think that was the best plan for me, and I, I did it, and, you know, I left a little early, but um, it, it was just, I, I needed a different change, you know, and that's that's where you guys came in. Yeah, yeah. so you
1: got the change from the detox. You yeah. got all the crap out of your system. Yeah. You started to think a little more clearly, mm-hmm. maybe. You were yes. starting to... I'm sure have some emotions back in your life. Yeah. Not be a robot anymore. Yeah. And then what? So you're at the detox, you're you're detoxed. Yeah. Your drugs are out of your system. Yep what next
2: and yeah so basically i was i was thinking more level-headed and yeah. which is which is hard for me because i've never like i said i've never been a sober adult so i don't know right. how to like be a grown-up dude right like, right to be honest like you're seeing the new virgin grown-up chris right here like yeah. <laughs> i don't know how to do this yet so i mean everything every, every day is a new experience to me and uh so i'm just trying to learn like everything all over again basically it's yeah. like it's like I was born and thrown right into high school again, like trying to right. figure everything out day by day, you know? And yeah. it's, it's, it's a challenge. Every day is a challenge to me. And I mean, the obviously like the, the physical and mental problems of like being an addict aren't yeah. going to go away like anytime soon. So I struggle with that every day. And also like, if you if you're fresh in recovery, I think you need a complete change for quite some time. And me yeah. being like up at Encinitas in my detox and coming right back home to the spot that I was using at is not easy. Like yeah. especially yeah. when like you can go down the street and see all the dope man's houses and stuff like that and just trying to pass by that and just trying to revert your your physical like like wants and needs uh, of your old behavior Behavior. exactly and and just trying to like skate past it or just ride your bike yeah that's why it's it's
1: highly recommended not to do that (laughs) exactly so but um, you did it
2: yeah i'm still doing it I'm i'm still doing it and um you know like i think that's that's a huge huge step for me but like i think in the same time if you if you feel capable of doing it i don't recommend it but if you feel capable of doing it i think that's a huge thing to like help because it's it's it makes you that much stronger if you can come back to the same spot that you were just using at and like get through your your old addiction like wants and needs and like behaviors and just keep fucking moving towards sobriety and like
1: that that's well, I would back way. up and say this. I would like highly discourage any anyone Definitely. any I would discourage anyone from ever just moving back home yeah, nah. with no support. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. if right. you're, if your plan is to go to detox and then go back home and you're cured, Wake oh, up. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's yeah, not well, going to happen. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah. yeah right? So you, the the support is so necessary big time. It's yeah. so necessary.
2: Yeah, and that's that's why I know, like, you guys are probably almost tired of hearing this shit from me. But, like I said, like, I, I can't tell you how appreciative I am of you guys, like, because if it wasn't for you guys in, in my support and, or f- with my support and, like, m- keeping me on track with my sobriety, I, I swear, like, I know for 100% I'd be right back where I was.
1: Well, let's talk about some of that stuff. So the listeners yeah. know, right, they they hear you're getting support, but what does that support like look like tangibly like what has it been like it's well see and there's all sorts of different support but in my in my
2: experience i've had you guys and you guys are like totally awesome because it's it's a it's a team it's a small knit team yeah yeah excuse me um it's a small knit team so usually when you have like a support system it's it's usually like a a treatment program of like a huge staff yeah and like (laughs) it's very impersonal and I think that's where the problem becomes with people going back into their addiction, <clears throat> because it it doesn't feel personal, and it feels like someone's just trying to get their next paycheck and just bounce mm. out, you know. So I yeah. I think that's the huge problem in society is is what we have with people just going into like say like a state funded or some something like right. that, you know, to where like it's just a gigantic staff with like hundreds of people trying to get clean and then it's just like there's no personal like one-on-one like with with us dude like it's every single day we meet up it's I hardly ever see two of you guys and if it is it's like we're doing something like today or like like, we have something planned out but usually every single day that we meet up it's always a one-on-one yeah we work individually and it feels super super personal and it feels like not just like a support system but you have someone that's got your back yeah and that that's the main thing that usually helps like you you got like quote unquote a homie that's got your back that's that also has been clean and sober and it can offer you advice but also knows the fact that what you're going through and how hard it is and yeah. how, how how your struggles are really rough every day and you guys work, and I know I've been kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, like with <laughs> <No>. my <laughs> with never my grumpiness, you know, trying to in the beginning days. But it's expected, right? yeah. And yeah. seeing, and that's exactly where I'm getting at. You, you guys know that, and you, you guys know how to work with that, and that's that's totally awesome. And if it was like say like like a big like big environment with right. a bunch of staff, like they they probably wouldn't know how to deal with that, and they just kind of right. like either snap at you back or. It Just drop you from the program because yeah. you're being like kind of rowdy to the, right. the staff. But right. you guys, you guys are awesome. And you guys, and anyone out there that's listening, I swear, if you ever need any help, like these guys are the ones to do it because you guys are, it, it, there isn't anyone better. I swear. Like to be honest, I, I've never heard of anyone that has like as much support as you guys have. And you guys are such a small team that has such a gigantic impact that, like, yeah. that's the
1: best thing the own. Yeah, that's the point, man. It's yeah. And it's, it's more than just like the the daily grind of life. I mean, we've done a lot. We've <laughs> yeah. we've gone to court a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've we have had. we have signed up for school, we've yeah. done the school route, we've done job searching, like we've done a lot together. Getting right? in yeah, shape. Yeah. Getting in shape, Looking eating for cars, yeah. nutrition, cooking. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not just about Like, how do you stay sober? Yeah, right. Living life—it's about how do you live life and be happy. Yeah, and today, because I met you. Yeah, right. I'm like, let's take a trip down memory lane. I met you. Yeah, like first day out of treatment or whatever. Yeah, second day out of treatment the grumpiest guy i've ever met the grumpiest 130 (laughs) pound guy i've ever met i think it was like 125 (laughs) yeah oh my goodness and now we went to court that day and we went to court yeah (laughs) and then today like the man i've seen today and this is a matter of like 90 days it's been about 90 days right yeah it's 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 a little over
2: 90 days yeah Yeah, well he was in
1: 100 days he was in Treatment for, like, Uh, 10 days or something. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So it's been, like, 90 days. Yep. Right? You've been working with us for 90 days. Yeah. And in that time, like, I have witnessed, and Brian have, we've witnessed, man. Testify. We have witnessed (laughs) a transformation, bro. Yeah. Like, you're smiling. Yeah. Like, you're happy. You're laughing. You're enjoying life. You're, like, it hasn't been easy, though. No. Right?
2: No. It's never gonna be. It's never gonna be. Yeah. But, you know, I, I... like you said, I'm I'm here. I'm happy. I'm smiling, dude. I want to get out. I want to do shit, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the cool thing. Like, I don't want to just go out and try and get high. I want to go out and see the world. I want to go out and live life. Yeah. Sober. Yeah. And sober. you're,
1: like, on fire for it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you're man. passionate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's cool to see, too, because I know that in your heart of hearts, you got a huge heart. And you want to help people. Yeah. Right? That's eventually something that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have no doubt that you're going to do it and be successful at it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool, man. Yeah. And this is for those that are listening in their first 30, 60, 90 days of sobriety. Like here's some testimony to,
0: you know, like give them some, Give them some advice because you you're in that what's some yeah. words words to the wise that you would you would have to say for these people uh
2: just to be honest, just keep on pushing through it It's never going to be easy like just keep on going like any support that you have, just stick with it you know don't don't stray away from that support if you If you got any support, whether it's one person like a brother, a sister, a mom, a dad uh, a staff, anybody, even if you have a gigantic staff that doesn't feel personal, hold on to that. And right. Don't don't let that go, you know. Because I mean, even just the smallest support is gonna it's gonna carry you as far as you can possibly take it. Yeah. And it literally the sky's the limit. You can go anywhere with your sobriety if you if you really want it and you really are passionate for it. Just keep working for it, and yes. that's all that matters. As long as you want to be sober and you want to stay clean, you you can go anywhere. No doubt. Be willing to do the work. Yeah. Hey, you got to yeah. yeah, go to the gym, strengthen them legs because you can be working your ass off Yeah. gonna be working them legs off. But, you know, like as long as you are willing to keep one foot in front of the other and just keep walking down that road, don't matter how big that light at the end of the tunnel is, you're going to keep walking towards
1: it. Boom. Um, what what would you say to someone that isn't sober right now? Someone that was you like, you know, six like six months ago it's like deep in their shit and possibly listening to this because they have no other solution what you know, would you tell that person what would you tell you six months ago
2: get you a shit straight no <laughs> no uh, to be honest uh, i just just be careful you know like and i know it's never really one of the times that you want to get so when you're deep in your addiction you, you never feel you're ready yeah. Right. So like, it, it, there's always going to be a time that you just got to draw the line, man. You just got to say, you know, enough's enough. Yeah. You know, I, I got to get my shit straight. Whether if you have a kid that you can't see no more because you're sober, use that as your motivation. Whether you have one family member that you don't see no more because you're you're in your addiction, use that as your motivation, dude. Right. You got to choose something in your life that you don't get enough of as your motivation, and it, that that may be enough to just. Drive you to sobriety. and
1: Get you started. Yeah. And then what would you do? What would you tell them to do? If, Just, they, if they draw that line in the sand, and they're like, today is the day I'm getting straight. What would you tell them to do? Just try and get yourself in a program. Try and get yourself as
2: far away from what your problems are and where you're at. Because, I mean, it distance between you and where your problems are are going to carry you a long way. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, if you can't go the sober life coach way, like, look up on Google. Damn, Google is the best thing in the world. Like, you can find a thousand different programs out there that, like, can help you. Maybe, like, just get you right. started for a few days. Right. And if you if you can get a few days in between you and your problems, like, you can start making the right decisions with a clear mind. And maybe take the best route. And who knows? You can be the damn president. You can go to Mars. <laughs> like, you can yeah. do anything. Like, yeah. as I long as it. you got a couple days... To where you can start thinking straight, that's all that matters. Damn. Preach.
0: Woo!
1: Mic drop. Brian. Preach. (laughs) Yo. Damn, dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Beags. Chris Beags. (laughs) Beags. is in the house. Damn, that was uh, a... It's great. What's great about this podcast, man, is that we come in... For those listening, this is like a secret, right? You guys probably think we all got our shit together. <laughs> we come in every week and we're like, the, whoever the guest is, is usually like, what are we going to talk about today? And I look at him with a grin on my face and I say, I don't know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> right? And then we come in here and then we just figure it out. And it's always perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's literally, every single time has been perfect. Yeah. Unscripted, straight from the heart, straight yeah. from the. <laughs>
0: You authentic know? vulnerable yes real and today has been another episode of sober
1: life audio experience life.